For those of you listening on SoundCloud, I apologize for the technical difficulties. It seems to be recording the whole class, but then uploading only five minutes. I don't know how to fix it. I'll see what I can do. Okay, there we go. That was a public service announcement. Okay. We got down to Vaharayalze. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines up in the bottom. And we want to bring a raya how it is that Kaylee reveal and conceal simultaneously. So we're going to bring two rise. The end of the question is about, uh, I don't know, four-sevenths down the page, maybe a little, I don't know, a little after halfway, something like that. It's the end of the question, then we'll get to the answer, and then the big answer. That the kalim do not reveal the essence of the light. One of the examples is from the letters of speech. When we speak, so we use letters. Now, you know, when we write, it's more obvious that we're using letters, but even when we're speaking, obviously we're using letters, and those letters are ordered in a particular way based on the noises that are coming out of our mouths. And uh, that passes information from one person to another. And speech is understood as the gilui of machshava. You want to reveal what you're thinking outside of yourself, so that's called speaking. Right? That's why we say Karish who spoke when he created the world. He didn't speak. Right? I mean, he didn't talk like you and I talk with a larynx and all that. What did he do? He revealed his thought. What was his thought? He wanted a world, so he revealed that. And there was some existence of that world that seems to be, it isn't obviously, but seems to be outside of him. No, it's not. I'm sorry, where'd we go? Sorry? What happened to me here? Right, sorry. That they reveal intellect. If you want to reveal what you're thinking, so you speak. But, of course, they don't reveal the essence of your intellect. They only reveal the external expression of the seichel. And not the inner workings of the seichel. So what's an example of that? So that the Rebbe brings a very, very concrete example that helps us understand that. And that's why someone could theoretically misinterpret what you say. How can they misinterpret what you say? You said it. Yeah, but it might be that the words you're using don't fully express the idea that you want to express. Right? Oh, you thought they did. Right? But for whatever reason, the person hearing might have come to a different conclusion. Right? You have to be very careful as a teacher. Right? Because people misinterpret things all the time. So if you're saying something that might be misinterpreted as controversial, so the first thing you have to say is, I am not saying dot, dot, dot. That's not what I'm saying. Now, I'll say what I want to say. Otherwise, I mean, I, every teacher has learned that from being burned. <laughs> right? Did you say in class? No. Matter of fact, I said exactly the opposite. But it is astounding how people hear what they want to hear. So, so that's a, an example of speech, revealing thought, but not necessarily revealing the panemius of the thought such that it can be misinterpreted. Right? Now brings an example from the Sanhedrin. What used to happen in the Sanhedrin? 
Kemeshim at Sinu Sanhedrin, in the uh, Jewish Supreme Court, right here in Yerushalayim in the Beis HaMikdash. They moved around afterwards, but... Shayu, uh, what would they do? They would give and take, meaning they would involve themselves in discussions all night. Mishum de minshe taimaihu, because one forgets, minshi is to forget, taimaihu reasons. Oh, you're not allowed to be done certain dinim at night. Therefore, if a certain case came up and they didn't finish the case during the day, the judges would stay up all night discussing it so they wouldn't forget their reasoning in terms of why they felt this one was Chayev and this one was Potter, or this, this is Mutter and this is also what I usually, it's Chayev and Potter, right? Because you're usually talking about Dinim, you're talking about financial issues. Right? Who's Chayev and who's Potter? Wait, they weren't they were allowed to make, make it. You're not allowed to make it. Right. At night, you can't come to a final decision. You, 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 they, so they would, they would make the decision first thing in the morning. They would talk about it all night. Now, why did they talk about it all night? Because after all, what was there in the court? So the Rebbe mentions, and that's, I assume, the reason why in most courts today they have the same thing. Vahagam, and even though Shayu Shnei Seifreya Dayonim, there were two Seifreya Dayonim. What's a Seifer? What does a Seifer do? He writes down, right? So there were stenographers, right? The legal stenographers who sit in courtrooms. You've seen those people. They have that special typewriter where they type out what people are saying. Okay, that's what they had in the time of the... Why? Well, you want to remember what people say. Okay, so even though someone is writing down everything they said, so theoretically, what could they have done? And you've also all experienced this. They could have just looked at and seen what they said. And then what would they theoretically remember? They'd remember their reasoning. Would they necessarily remember their reasoning just by seeing what they said? No. You've all, you never wrote notes in school and then you went to read the notes and you didn't, and you didn't know what you were talking about? But wait a minute, when you wrote it down, that note was expressing what you were thinking, right? But then you see it later and you're not thinking that and it doesn't conjure up the actual thought that you had, even though it's right there. Well, it's there, but that's what you and I call chitzenius. The panemius of what you're thinking, you, you, it's not on the piece of paper. Because Kalim don't reveal chitzenius, they reveal chitzenius. What you were actually thinking, the whole thought process... You tried to write it down, something that would trigger the thought process, but sometimes it doesn't work. So you read the, you read the note and you go, what do I mean by this? Right. Which is really bizarre if you think about it, but that's exactly the point. That Caleb only revealed the external reality, not the panemius. What's the panemius? Your actual thought process. That you can't reveal. You can just write down an external expression of that. Okay, so too, the court stenographers would write down everything that the Rabbanim said in the course of the diyun in, in, in the Sanhedrin. But they would stay up all night discussing it. Why would they stay up all night discussing it? To remember their reasoning. That's what Chazal said. Right? And even though there were court stenographers, that they would write down the words of the one who would say Zakai, and the words of the one who would say Chayiv, Pirish Rashi, Rashi explains, the Tavna de Libay, that which is, so to speak, written on the heart, you can't write that down. You can't write what the person's really thinking or really feeling. Right? That's an external expression of it. Because that's Kalim. Vahainu, Damitis Pinimis Kavanosam, 
the true internal intention of these words, you can't reveal them with letters. Only the external expression of them. So that's the first mushal that the Rebbe brings. He calls it a raya, right? The first raya that the Rebbe brings that kalim can't, do not, can't, they don't. They don't reveal the panemius, they only reveal the chitzonius of something, right? Words written down that are an exact description of what I said. Writing down verbatim what I said, that does not mean even, even if I, I mean, when you're writing notes, you never write verbatim what you're thinking. Right? That's the whole idea of writing notes. You write it in shorthand. But even if someone were to write down exactly what it is that they said, they might not necessarily know exactly what they were thinking when they said it. Because the kalim only revealed the chitzenius, not the panemius. Don't reveal the thought process. So you might actually see in your own notes and go, what was, what, what was, my, what was I thinking? Right? They say, I mean, I, you know, this is what they say, that Rav Cook. Cook. I passed Rav Cook's yeshiva today, and it was a beehive of activity because today is Yom Yerushalayim, so it was. They stay up all, all night, and then the, there's still leftovers this time of day. Meaning the real action is at about two in the morning. They dance from Mos, uh, Merkaz Arav, which is in Kirat Moshe, and they dance right down. Now they have the train tracks. It's very easy, I guess. They dance right down Rav Yafo into Shar Yafo and into the Kaisel, and they all. They all uh, dominate it, <laughs> but they're still that, that's just incredible amount of activity in the area here at Moshe. The trains and buses were packed, so they say Rav Cook, when he was in London, he wrote a book. It's called Arfilea Tayar, and 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 he, it was a book of Kabbalah, and he had a certain what do they call it when uh, an epiphany. He had a certain hisarus, and he wrote it all down. And he and and he he couldn't understand his own book. Later, when they asked him to explain the book, he said, "I don't understand." But he wrote the book. Now, Rav Cook was not the flighty guy, serious person. But he wrote a book. He didn't understand. That's one.